standpoint do as a whole like when you walk in do you feel safe to do your you know your work i think for every teacher it's different okay and a lot of that comes down to are they receiving support from their administrators and their parents to teach the way they need to be taught so much of what a teacher does is is scripted to a certain degree because they have standards and they have rules and there's laws and then there's all these other laws that say you can't say this you can't do this you can't there's so many things you can't say or do right. and you might look at years ago decades ago or different countries and they do things slightly different there on how you teach material and incorporating social emotional learning into the curriculum so do teachers feel safe i would say some do Welcome back to another episode of the CBM Pro because on God's Green Planet. You know why? Because I'm the best podcast host. I want you to believe that. I want you to follow me, connect with me, subscribe to YouTube. Hello, YouTube at CBM Pro. Now on that note, you want to mark Kelly's CBMK. Follow me on the gram. It is what it is on the smart show. Look, this episode is interesting. And what I mean by that is I had the amazing opportunity to participate in education, um, to encounter some amazing educators, some amazing teachers, some amazing leaders, but also some amazing students. And it really changed my mind about what needs to be done. But the reality is I'm not an educator, right? <laughs> so, you know, I would hate to speak on behalf of a demographic that I really can't honestly say I truly belong to, right? So I brought in somebody, somebody who I believe not only has the credentials, not only has the intelligence to back our standing, but also the commitment and the passion and the sincerity. And it's a rare thing. You got a lot of nerdy people with degrees that don't care and then you have a lot of people who care that don't necessarily have the acumen to will results and when you get two you know amazing forces that combine into something you can have power right so i invited this guest i didn't think she i didn't know i was like look i'm gonna throw you know see dr has to come on she said yes and so i want the cvmk family to welcome Dr. Hester. Dr. Hester, how are you doing today? Thank you. I am doing so well. Thank you so much for having me on tonight. I am beyond honored and privileged. And thank you so much. I'm doing amazing. How are you? I'm well. You know, I'm still, uh, I'm, I'm recovering. So, like, the only thing, so the little kid, they got me sick. And I have been fighting this for, like, two weeks. 
Uh, but I'm well, I'm just not 100%, and I don't know if that's just age. Uh, but whatever they gave me, I got it right. So uh, other th- other than that, I, you know, I I'm I'm, I'm fine. Uh, thank you for being on here. Uh, I really want to drill into this, right? I think you know, not just America, but the world at large is at a pivoting point, and I really believe everything starts at a ground root level. Good and bad behaviors start at home, but they also start at what creates home. I don't mean home as a physical address. I mean the institutions that actually rear up individuals, therefore education being a home. And I'm always amazed at why anyone would want to go into this field because you hear so much you know, negativity. And I don't think shows like Abbott Elementary do us any justice, right? I mean, it's funny. I think Quintus hilarious. I think the whole cast is funny, but it almost is a disservice because it kind of shows what is lacking and they make up for it with the character that are there. So first off, before we go into a DV, I'm going to give you a chance. Tell us a little bit about yourself and then why did you become an educator? Thank you. I am an educator that has been in the field for 14 years. I come from educators. My parents were both teaching at 21. My grandmothers were also educators. It's in my blood. And so outside of that, I'm also a mother and a family woman. I'm just all around a daughter, an aunt, godmother. And those titles keep rolling. Yeah. And teacher is the one I take one of the most pride in outside of being a mother and a, and a, a support of my family. It's sure. educating young people. Hopefully before they make too many mistakes. <laughs> And so that's just a little bit about me. I'm 41 and my journey in education is one they, they couldn't write about. I don't think any educator, they could capture the stories that we go through on a daily. And you just had a little glimpse of what it was like. And it's, it's very little, it's eye opening and it's mind boggling what someone would sign up to do to volunteer to do do that because they don't pay you enough you you have to volunteer your time and i'm one of those people that said i'll i'll give i'll give so so you're you know you 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 talked about you know who inspired you you come from a family um and it's really a calling you talked about your parents your grandparents and and how early it started uh for you and this is really uh purpose-led um, do you, um, or was there ever, I, I say a point where purpose, uh, maybe necessarily was not enough. And what I mean by that, um, there's so much to do as far as to help. And I think that most people are good hearted. I really do in my heart of hearts believe that most individuals are good people. 
but it's hard to make a career out of the goodness of application, right? Um, and those that do, you know, God bless them. How or, or what what made I mean, outside of the inspiration, what was it like I was born to do this thing that I'm doing now? What was that moment for you? In my 20s, I struggled to finalize my career path and I wasn't quite sure where I was going to fit in. I had this background of science and biology and the educational journey was always that it was almost like waiting for me. Like if, if in nothing else, you know, you can do this. I started taking education courses at governor state. I transferred from Kentucky state. I went to governor state. Okay. I didn't start excelling. I didn't realize the joy that I had in me to stand in front of a group of children who are captured. They're, they're, they're locked in there. They can't leave. And everything you say and do could influence that child. And that's when it hit me that this was the field. In our time, the amount of the stress and the state of emergency that education is in right now. Sure is greater than anything else yeah and it's the children are pouring out in the in the adults in ways we've seen and an over pouring of hurt and pain in education to where they're violent and they're killing in an environment that we wouldn't normally see when we, we hear of school shootings and things like that that's it's jaw dropping to, to, to be around or to witness or to say, Oh, down the street, something happened in a place that should be sacred. Yeah, yeah. And that's my biggest drive is to save children's lives. And in any way possible, when I'm firm, when I'm sweet, it's how are we going to save these children? Yeah. And how are they going to understand that they're valuable and they're precious and they weren't a mistake. They were meant to be here and helping them find their place and letting them know that each and every one of them has potential is worthy of love and can do great things, even if they struggle. Sure. And that's been part of my my biggest push to stay and to, to be here is to help all of these generations that just seem really lost. Some of them just seem so lost and without direction. And I may not be able to tell them what direction, but I can hopefully present some options, some healthy, safe options in ways that they can feel that they're giving back and they're helping other people like themselves. I like it. I like. It. I want to drill down into the the societal uh, demand because uh, I think that's going to open up uh, Pandora's box. Let's take a quick break. Word from our sponsors, and I'll be back. There's a hero in all of us waiting to be unleashed. 
all it takes is just that one last push. Activate the hero within with CBMK Global Supplements. All natural, steroid-free, designed to enhance performance, build muscle, and increase energy. You are unstoppable. You can do this. Become your own hero at www.cbmkglobal.store. Y'all go to www.cbmkglobal.store first of all, because you know the CEO. And B, we just dropped the way uh, protein. It is absolutely delicious. I just finished it. Chocolate, only 110 calories, 25 grams of protein, has all the digestive enzymes, and it's just pure whey, pure enzymes, pure muscle goodness. I want you to go today, get it, use code CVMK for 20% off, www.cvmkglobal.store. So we talk about societal's uh, responsibility and really uh, the burden that I think every human being should share in. Uh, in creating this safe haven in this ecosystem. Uh, When I was there, what they did for me, um, it was more than them giving me hope. I guess it was a sense of care, nurture. Um, I said, if I could adopt them all, I would. Um, As someone who doesn't have children, you know, they... They fulfilled a void that was organic in a sense. And it was it was hard uh, to depart. Um, and I understood why, at least a glimpse. I won't say I understood. I think that's, that's too premature. But I think from a glimpse of why people do what they do. But when we talk about the need from society government and parents it's a very complicated thing right because a lot of times educators have to play the role of parent of therapist of pastor of rabbi of priest of uh, nutritionist of stylist uh caregiver and it's hard and, and in some cases, a parole officer. <laughs> no, but it's hard. It is hard to do all that and not focus on the main thing, which is ultimately to right educate. Where are we going wrong? Right. Like, so I don't understand. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't understand how the education system works. I don't understand how you receive funding. I don't understand any of that. And it's hard to point fingers when you can't even digest the problem. So help us break it down. What is internally broken that we can start at fixing? I have these philosophical debates with some friends of mine every so often, one in particular, and we go back and forth about what's missing, what's working, and what can we actually do. And we debate about how much control or power or influence we actually have within the walls of those buildings. And then how much contributions or how many, how much support we'll receive from family or parents. And it takes everyone and we're not all on the same page. No one is on the same page. 
it seems like the government wants to cut funding to education and certain parameters and then how funds are allocated or there's a lot of math into that and then when you look at schools that are doing well academically and all the supports they have in place and all the tax dollars that go there and then why people want to run to those districts and why are people leaving other districts and what's making students really successful when everyone works together that's the only way the child has to believe they can the parent has to be on board the school has to really really pour into that child and the community has to back everybody up everyone has to be in and so what we're seeing is in some of the districts that aren't doing well it's not that those parents don't care those parents are working and almost any time you talk to them they're working and when they're not working they're working on themselves yeah. And we can't take that away from their job or their duty to have their mind, their spirit, whatever they need intact in order just to make it through the day sure. and offering support to parents. Children now receive five mental health days. Everybody needs mental health days. It's not just we, we love these children, but it's not just them. Everyone needs support when they're maybe on their last leg. Yeah. And so I think it comes down to finding organizations and opportunities to support every single person that's involved with raising this child and all of these children, making sure the teachers feel supported when they're having a really crazy day. And then that parent who knows that their child is in need of support, letting them know that you're there for them. Sure. Wherever that support may lie, whether it's within your four walls or if you're sending that child to where they can get the best support possible. And never discrediting a story because it's too painful and thinking there's no hope left because there's still hope left. That's, that's, what, that's part of that. That's part of that. That's that's that's, that's good. Let me ask you this. Do educators uh, feel safe? Uh, and what I mean, like safe to, you know, I, I feel not just bodily safe. And obviously we think of the tragedies like Uvalde and these horrific instances of uh, school shootings, uh, but also safe to teach. Like now there's a war on what can and cannot be taught. Um, and I just feel like you know, there's a lot. I'm, I'm not arguing A or B. There's a lot that goes into that. I sometimes, you know, I agree with school choice, and then sometimes I'm like, maybe, maybe we're being too soft, and then sometimes I'm like, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. It just really depends. Uh, but from an educator's standpoint do as a whole like when you walk in do you feel safe to do your you know your work i think for every teacher it's different okay and a lot of that comes down to are they receiving support from their administrators and their parents to teach the way they need to be taught 
so much of what a teacher does is is scripted to a certain degree because they have standards and they have rules and there's laws and then there's all these other laws that say you can't say this you can't do this you can't there's so many things you can't say or do right. and you might look at years ago decades ago or different countries and they do things slightly different there on how you teach material and incorporating social emotional learning into the curriculum so do teachers feel safe i would say some do sure and in, in some other environments where they don't they're leaving in droves some of them they're leaving that environment to say i can't take this because you and i have seen the videos in a lot of the community we've seen the videos where students will fight the teachers yeah. Yeah. Well, they will throw chairs. Well, they will over a phone or they yeah. didn't put a grade in correctly. And so for any person to put themselves through that knowingly sure. is either you're fearless or you're a hero of some kind because you have to go in there with nothing. No, no nothing on your holster, nothing there. And you have to go in and say, right. I'm here with my glasses, my coffee, and, and, and the smile maybe. And then hopefully you can reach that child because it's, it's, it's not easy for everyone, but I think they come back because they don't want to give up hope on that child. And they know that that child needs something. And so that we keep coming back for more each day. You do have to be a hero um, because, um, in my short little tenure, <laughs> there, you know, you, you get placed in situations you're like, you have to really think like, you know, you would really, you have to question like, this is great. Not like this is crazy, but like, this is crazy. you know, like, ah. and like, this is crazy. No, this seriously. Crazy. Like this is insane. Yeah. And you can't say that. But you, no, but well, we can say it now. Yeah, <laughs> we can say like, it right now. This is crazy. It's a little crazy, a little cray cray. I um, think I think a classroom is one of the craziest places you could put a person. Yeah. You want to put twenty to thirty different personalities in a room. Yeah. It's like when they had the show Real World versus Road Rules or whatever oh, on MTV yeah. years ago. You put all these different personalities together. Yeah. You don't know what's gonna happen. That's a that's a fair that's a fair example uh, because you know what I, I, you know, I think it is it's as you mentioned you say you got 30 personalities you also have 30 distinct situations and you have human beings human beings I don't care if they're 100 they're flawed right yeah you know God made us but we're super flawed you know uh, and Every human being, no matter who they are, has something to improve upon. But if you place a human being in an adolescent stage and they haven't quite figured out the language, how to deal with certain feelings, what's appropriate, what's not appropriate, then it becomes like, wow, you know, <laughs> and that uh, wow, uh, you know, you, you really have to have uh, patience for. Uh, so that's my little, my little critique. I got a few more questions because uh, I definitely want to drill some things and you know talk about some motivating factors. Quick break, word from our sponsors. I literally just tried the best pre-workout on the planet. With Superpower pre-workout, you have increased focus and a power boost every single time you work out. 
It's not only packed with 225 milligrams of caffeine, but it also has citrulline and creatine. It's insane how much energy and focus I had during my workouts. If you're ready to take your workouts to the next level, then dish your current pre-workout and get the superpower pre-workout to be your own hero. Y'all, So I'm telling you, I took superpower before I did this. I got off work and I was like, I need, I was just tired. I didn't feel like going to the gym, um, but I did it. You know, I took my superpower and put my, you know, big boy pants on and I got through it. Got some amazing footage. That's why you need to follow the Instagram page, CVK underscore global. But you need to go there because I want you to have the body that you deserve. Uh, because I want you to be as amazing as you are at any stage and age. Uh, so, www.cvmkglobal.store. So, uh, to do this work, you have to have a driver. Something internal beating on the inside that you can't get from a podcast. You can't get necessarily from a sermon. You can't get, you know, it has to be something ingrained, innate, something divinely bestowed upon that individual that only that individual possesses. Dr. Hester, you come from a biology background. You uh, are a PhD you could go Johnson and Johnson. You could go, you know, Moderna. You know, you could. I'm just saying, there are options, right? You have options, and to relegate yourself to this, what is motivating you beyond the pill? Like, okay, I get it. Your your family's there, you know. Like, hey, like I grew up a little bit by myself. I grew up in a family full of preachers. Everybody preached. Everybody, mama preached, daddy preached, grandpa preached, big church. You know, my cousin's now the pastor of it, you know, but I never wanted, I mean, I became one because, you know, God called me, but I never really wanted to preach, right? Like I never, I wanted to just be, I wanted to be a senator. I grew up loving JFK. And before Barack Obama came along, I didn't have anybody to pattern myself up politically. And I was like, man, he's cool, he's athletic, you know, um, I, I was like, that's it. That's the model right there, right? So, but I never really wanted to be a preacher. What is motivating you to do this? My ultimate motivation is to leave a legacy for my daughter and family. And to let her know and my family know that when you dedicate your life to helping other people's children become good people, sure. that's what that's what your mission was. That's all it was was to help others. Yeah. My father and mother, they dedicated their lives to teaching poor black children. Yeah. And when I think about my journey and what's motivating me, it's seeing a little girl or boy that looks like me or you. Yeah. Or 
a child that most importantly the children of color and, I, and i'll say it before anybody else says it when we're marginalized as we are and we've been at a disadvantage in this country from the get-go oh, yeah. my motivator is to not keep us there yeah my motivator is i want our children to know that basketball is not the only way to be successful Hello. Neither is singing or makeup. You're smart and you're talented at a world of things. And it takes time to hone in on that. Yeah. And when a child isn't sure what they want to do, I say, well, come to education. We need you. <laughs> come on down, be a teacher. <laughs> and I try to I try to get them reeled in is when like when you when they tell their peers something. And it's a good thing and their peers listen. I said, doesn't that feel good when they listen? And they go, yeah, I know. Yeah, it does. I said, go be a coach. Go be a mentor. Go be a good peer. And the ultimate motivation is something we won't see now. It'll be 30, 40 years from now. And there might be someone in somewhere. And they say, oh, I had this teacher once. And she always gave me a hard time. Well, that was me. I gave you a hard time. <laughs> that was Dr. Hester because life is tough. Yeah. So if we're not hard on you now, when are we going to be? Hello. And so that's one of my motivators. I want the next generations to be better than me. Yeah. You got to be better than me, smarter than me. And that's hard to do because I think I know everything. <sighs> so that's what I do. I have to push that into them. Sure. That they can be great at a lot of things, not just one or two, but there's a lot of good in you. So that's, that's my motivator. No, I, I, I believe that. Um, I, uh, I was trying to think over my course, did I have a teacher? I had a few, I had some really good teachers um, that I think were very uh, influential. Uh, I don't know, maybe because, and I think you hit on the head, uh, because I didn't have a teacher, I didn't have a teacher of color until I got to college. Uh, literally until, well, that's, I mean, okay, that's not true. Seventh grade, Mrs. Moon, Spanish class, she was a sub because our teacher was on maternity leave and I learned Spanish very, very, very well that year because it looked like Jennifer Lopez and I'm way sure I studied every day. Um, I was, the, I, I came in with apples and everything. I was a teacher's pet. I was fluent in Spanish. By the time. <laughs> but this is, that was, that was more, you know, puberty was starting. It was just, it was, that was a whole different motivation, but I don't think I had a teacher uh, that really made me want more until I got to college. And really, until I got to to Morehouse, because I I didn't see anybody that looked like me, and you know, I mean, they treated me. Some of them treated me fair. I'm not gonna say all of them because I know who didn't, and I keep receipts. Uh, but I did not feel included in that dream, right? Um, and I think, thank God, you know, for my parents and uh, my grandparents and my community because I could rely on them when I could not rely on that. But I wonder if I would have had another voice, right? 
that things have been different. You know, I don't know. That's what age does. It gives you kind of all these questions. So you brought up this, um, and you talked about you know leaving this this legacy. You talked about leaving this legacy for your daughter, right? I've heard you mention your daughter a few times, and you can hear the uh, care and love that you have for her. How would you define success when it comes to passing on or, or creating that legacy uh, for her? For me, yeah, success is having a a balanced life that I can enjoy and that my loved ones around me feel comforted and secure with my well-being. It's not about the amount of paper I bring home. Sure. It's not about how nice the chandelier is I'm looking at. It's having a peace of mind and comfort and joy in the things that I do every day. And that's really it. That's that's the definition of success is yeah. do you feel proud of what you're doing? Are you contributing in a way that you feel is progressive? Sure. And are you getting something back? When you when you close your eyes at night and when you wake up in the morning, do you feel okay with what you're doing? And I do. And I believe my students see it, my coworkers see it, and I feel it that I have reached a level of success. And there's different levels, as we both know, but this is a level where I feel that I'm doing something that only an honorable few have committed to do. In a way in which has to be tweaked because each generation is different. In this generation that we're dealing with now, they've got information ready at their fingertips if they so choose yeah. to use it to their advantage and trying to help them sift through what's important. Success is... being loved for what you do every day. And I, I think I've, I've reached a certain level of, of love and what I do every day. And I, I love my colleagues yeah. and, and the children that come in every day, even the angry ones, cause they need an extra hug. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're amazing. And shout out, shout out to the colleagues, shout out to principal Pope, to Dr. Uh, Kim knows Dr. Burst to Miss Hines. She's an absolute angel. Oh my God! Who am I missing? Uh, all of them. I'm gonna because if I do this, I'm yes, Doctor Nalls. Yeah, Doctor Nalls is amazing. Everyone, yes, it's an amazing staff, an amazing school, a lot of amazing teachers there, and the students are yeah. 
they're just pure joy sure. and and they're they're sweet they're kind and and they need us and they do and they so do. yes shout out to the school shout out to school <laughs> look i will be back can we're gonna take a quick break i think dr Hess said she has a question that she wants to ask she's like can i ask you? i was like yeah, yeah so i will you know and on my podcast let her be the host and ask me a question quick word from our sponsors yo what's up it's your boy cvmk33 look you're watching the cvmk show the cody Bernard marshall show because it is what it is so what you waiting on subscribe share like comment whatever you do stay tuned cvmk show all right y'all subscribe youtube cvmk it is simple it is simple Instagram. it is what it is underscore show cvk underscore global cvk 33 okay so floor is yours right you have uh you know i'll let you i'll let you ask uh i had the pleasure of serving uh up under your leadership guidance you uh principal poke uh uh, Dr. Kim Knowles, uh, the uh, she's amazing. Uh, shout out to the to the AKs uh, and my sister who got me actually connected to Dr. Kim Knowles, and um, everybody, just everybody there, right? Dr. Birch, who is an absolute dream, and 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 of course uh, my favorite Miss Hines. She's just amazing. So what what is this? What is this <laughs> question? I'm trying to prepare for. Okay, no, I can, I get to ask you a question. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so your journey, as yeah. as you briefly told me, was nowhere near no. a school. Tell me a little bit about how you got suckered. <laughs> how did we pull you in? How did the educational world get such a dream person as Mr. Cody Kelly? Seriously. I, um, dream sub. How how did that happen? A dream sub. I, I guess. I mean, I you know, I think the students might have a different one student was like, I can't wait till my teacher come back. I hate you. I was like, man, I'm glad I don't have low self-esteem because that would really hurt. Uh, but um so I that's a great question. I after I hmm, where do you start? Graduated my MBA in 2017. Um, from 2017, I felt like I became a career mercenary, um, just trying to make it right, uh, trying to provide, you know, be the man, you know, make money, get the cool LinkedIn status, and all this other stuff. Uh, found out a couple of things. I found out that um, discrimination is real. Um, Education is beautiful, but it creates a target more than it creates a ladder. And you can only go so high so far without conforming. And for me, you know, I've I've always been a person of ethics, always been a person of integrity, and I've always stood up for what I would call the little person at my own detriment sometimes. And 
I got tired. I got tired. I mean, I was head of sales. You get tired of one minute you're flying high and next minute you get an email like, hey, we're going to do this. So company's going to be bought or, you know, like I remember being at work one time and, you know, they laid off 50 percent of our workforce and you get tired of the shenanigans and the games. Um, and you realize really quickly that they won't give it to you, whoever they are. Not saying anybody's a they, just they won't give it to you. At least not in the manner that you see it, how you're how you envision it. And it bothered me because I felt like I've done all this, right? And I don't know. I just I was at a really low point. Now thank God I have you know, my business and, but like any entrepreneur business is a grind and it takes time to build. And even when you get to 30,000 Instagram followers, it's not 30 million and you still have to build and build and build and build. And you pour in more than you receive and you can feel as if it is a vanity play. What is the point of all this? Nobody understands, right? And uh, I, you know, I was like, look, I just need to do something right now, something different, right? Uh, so one of my good friends, um, who I'm actually godfather to his son, his second child, uh, married to married to my sister, um, she was like, hey, look, I got a text message from one of my store roles saying that they need a sub. And, you know, you need to <laughs> reach out to this person. So I was like, look, I've never taught. And I don't even know how this is going to work. You know, so I called, you know, she gives me Dr. Knowles' information. So I I called Dr. Knowles, like, on a whim. I'm like, okay, let me muster up enough courage to do this. And I called, I was like, hey, this is Cody. I'm sorry. You don't know who I am. My sister's an AKA. You're obviously, you know, a sorrow sister of hers. And... You know, she told me to reach out to you, and I know you're looking for a sub for like third grade. Would love to be considered. I had already submitted my stuff for ISBE because I got offered a permanent sub at TF North, uh, TF District 215, right? Uh, so, because my aunt used to work there, she worked there for over 30 years. And she's like, You probably need to consider education. I mean, it doesn't pay as much as what you're used to, but it's super stable. So, I was like, You know, stability doesn't sound bad right now, right? So, I went and interviewed and it was the coolest one of the coolest interviews i ever had with dr knows and it wasn't about you know tell me about the time it wasn't this mundane process of trying to vet a candidate she was like look i'm looking at your resume i know you're not gonna stay be honest with me that's exactly what she told me how long we need help can you help? You know, and she started asking me questions I think were of value. Are you a person of integrity, a person of character? And, you know, we it, it just clicked. And then I waited, you know, waited a couple weeks. Uh, went to Mexico, uh, came back for our wedding anniversary. And then, uh, and then I was like, you know what? I need to I need to follow up. I need to follow up with this. Right. It was like it was one of those things I was thinking of. And it was crazy because. You know, I was like, do I want to go high school or do I want to go little kids? And then I kept hearing all these bad stories. And then I was like, well, look, my aunt has told me that, you know, she's had to 
been involved with fights. They've had to get security. And I'm thinking to myself, as a grown man, I don't know if I, like a 16-year-old is probably my height, right? Like I'm six feet. So these kids are taller than, you know, we were at that age. So I'm like, if a, if a six feet, you know, 200 pounder comes at me, I'm going to forget that that's a 16-year-old, right? You know what I'm saying? So I was just like, let me place myself in the best legal situation. <laughs> so I was like, I can handle an eighth grader or a fourth grader, you know, so let me go that route, right? So I already knew in my head, like I wasn't going to go uh, the other route. Uh, so went to, uh, went back, called Dr. Knowles and said, hey, look, you know, I have a start date, a job, you know, that I'm taking and, you know, and, and I'm telling her, I mean, she knows, like, I have all these other things. I'm just, I'm, I'm just trying to find my way. I'm at a weird place in my life. I just need something to do. She's like, can I told her I was like, can I start tomorrow? She was like, yeah, you can start today. I was like, well, not today. I, you know, I'm about to actually go to the gym, so I'll start tomorrow. You know, like, you know. So I literally, I pulled up, drove to Glenwood from Brownsville, Illinois. You know, Brownsville, Chicago. Shout out to Chicago. Drove a little thirty minutes. Um, pulled up, saw this little school, little prairie school on the side of the road. I was like. This is it, you know. So I was like, all right. So drive to the parking lot, blah, 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 park the car. And I was like, Dr. Dolson asked for Principal Polk. Come to Principal Polk. Principal Polk is just amazing, sweetheart, just an awesome person, awesome leader. Shows me around the school, introduces me to Mrs. Aldridge's class. Uh, Miss Aldridge is out. I get into Miss Aldridge's class. And the first, you know, as soon as I walk in, Miss Polk steps away. Uh, uh, one of my students who should not be named because they're a minor said, you look like Mr. Clean. And then, you know, I was off there. And that's literally how I got, you know, to the school. And uh, that's my story. And I'm sticking to it. And we're off and running. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And they start immediately. They don't hold back whatsoever. Not at all. Not at all. Oh, my goodness. That that has been that is my story. Well, Doctor Hester, you have been absolutely amazing. You have. Thank you. I think that, and usually I give a final word, and I'm trying to think of my final word. I think educators are the backbone of every country, but particularly the United States. I think that if we do not take our educators seriously and give them the resources the pay and the protection that they need, we are in a world of trouble. I don't want to see education become commoditized to a transactional thing where only the haves have it as it was in times of old. But I do feel like we're at a tipping point. And unfortunately, I don't think any of our leaders, said leaders, understand the gravity and the seriousness of this dilemma and they have great words and little action because a lot of them have never really stepped foot in a classroom but the saving grace because god always provides a silver lining there are leaders like yourself leaders like principal pope leaders like dr Knowles, like dr burtz who will make the sacrifices in their own personal life so that kids that will not understand the sacrifice will benefit. And hopefully my prayer is one day before we get old and we can no longer use our faculties, 
they will come back to tell us thank you. Dr. No, or Dr. No, is absolutely amazing. Uh, one of those people. But Dr. Hester, you have been fantastic. I want to thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Is there any way, and I always feel that, that people, like, is there, like, just, like, Sandridge, like, does the district have a fundraiser? Is there something that people can come to support that can help raise awareness or anything of that nature? You hit the nail on the head. I'm so glad you mentioned fundraiser we have several fundraisers going on right now right. we're fundraising for almost anything you can think of our students and community members we thank you but yes we have several fundraisers going on i would encourage anyone who's interested in donating to sandridge to go on our website we also have a class dojo that you can take a look at but our website will be the first Point, and then you can also email me or our PTA and we can get you in contact with more information on fundraising. But please check out our website first. Y'all go to the website, go to Sand Ridge, you put in in Illinois, I'm sure it'll pop up. Find out how to donate. If not, they have a faculty list. Find the email for Dr. Hester, reach out, donate because your dollars will help further the cause and if you want to keep seeing amazing leaders like we have on today you know what you got to do youtube at cvmk the ground cvmk underscore global cvmk 33 it is what it is underscore show tiktok cvmk global it's all the same thing but where the best supplements are www.cvmkglobal.store and until next time guys thanks If you think exercise alone got me looking like this, well, think again. CVMK Global Super Thick got me right. I'm obsessed and yeah, I won't stop talking about it because it helped me grow in all the right places. Its creatine provides a fast and reliable way to increase your power, size, and shape. And it's scientifically proven to help you reach your physical goals in a safe, controlled manner. So if you want to increase muscle size, pump, and thickness in your muscle groups, you need Super Thick.